You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. Florida. It's a wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. So they say. So they say. Who's they? That's a good question. Yeah, really. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's going on over there, Mikey? I'm loving the weather. Loving the time of the year. Have the um, the Z on with all the uh, Christmas stuff going on. Oh, yeah. While I'm driving. Mm-hmm. It's got me in the spirit. Fantastic. All right. How about you, babe? Yeah, it's. I love this time of year because I love getting to hear the Christmas music and I love getting to, you know, enjoy the spirit of the season. Um, I just don't uh, enjoy the shopping or the crowds <laughs> or the parking lots. Well, we haven't done too much of that, <laughs> so we don't have to worry. Yeah, so I think that's why my Christmas spirit has per- persevered this year because um, I haven't had to deal with a lot of that. I know all the parents out there with young children are fighting that battle now for toys and so forth to put under the tree for Mm -hmm. Christmas Day. Oh, you bet. It is definitely uh, a busy time of year, especially if you work for a church. That's right. You've been pretty much run off your feet with events. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But you know, it's been smooth. Mm -hmm. That's great. With everything else that's been going on, the extracurriculars it's been very smooth i can't complain so you guys had some bells playing and some choirs singing and you've had children's pageants and so forth right christmas pageants. oh yeah and this you know the school the wesley christian academy has their you know vpk and their preschool and all that so well, it's been great that's lovely for the parents to get to enjoy that oh you know, most definitely watch their kids fantastic well, who's going to inter- guest, uh, introduce our guest tonight? But first, let's get to, we got Facebook likes? We do. We have three Facebook wow, likes. Wow, three? I know. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we want to say thank you to Brenda Brenning. Brenda, thank you. Thank Welcome you, Brenda. to the GSR family. Thank you so much for liking us on Facebook. Yes. And then we also want to say thank you to Cheryl 
Seacrest. Cheryl, thank you. Thank you, Cheryl, for liking us on Facebook. And the last one is D. Bellavati. D, thank you. Welcome to the GSR family. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. So, so much. please continue to send those Facebook likes. Uh -huh. Tell them we why, Mike. Tell them it. why. Yes. Tell them why, Mike. We no awkward moment. No silence. Right? Because we know how Fritz gets mm. when there are those awkward moments. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Facebook's just a great resource for us to communicate with all the listeners when right. we have prayer requests and mm -hmm. things like that. It's just a great resource. So we appreciate you liking us and supporting us and... Yes. Thank you. We had a, a couple of uh, people that uh, contacted us this week. Yes, we did. And uh, one of them, um, she sent um, a comment saying, uh, to session 23, hopeless to hopeful. I was looking for uplifting podcasts to listen to as I am in my car some, some and it helps me slow down and help me get through the drive. This was the first one I've listened to, and Trish was a blessing to me. I've had to start over in my life, and it's so hard to do. I'm so grateful to have found this podcast. Please don't stop. And then she goes on to uh, give us a little information about her her husband, uh, who's going through, uh, has stage four cancer and is on a, uh, a certain drug that seems to be helping, but she asks for prayer. So yes, absolutely, the cancer is no respecter of persons, man. No. I'm tired. It's it's rampant. Um, his name is Billy Phillips. So if you want to join us in prayer for Billy as he's trying to fight that, and I guess he has other health issues. And uh, when she sent this, he was going into the hospital for for something. So um, just uh, join us in prayer for that. Amen to that. And then uh, we had another one. Um, actually, um, our, one of our, um, Facebook likes tonight sent in, I found a podcast that allows me to hear others going through the same thing I'm going through. Love this podcast. And that was from Cheryl Seacrest. Awesome. Thank you, Cheryl. Really appreciate everybody reaching out. It just blesses us. Yes. It really, really does. I know it's not about us. But it's nice to know that people are listening and people are getting touched and mm -hmm. to see what God is doing. In fact, I think our guest tonight contacted us. He did. And uh, gave a, a a portion of his testimony. And this is fantastic. This is what it's all about, what we live for. Absolutely. And um, so our guest tonight is actually a pastor from Iowa, and um, he is thrilled that the weather's starting to warm up there right about now <laughs> right probably only for yeah. a day or two <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly so keep them in your prayers guys um but i'm going to go ahead and turn it over to pastor joshua jeffrey benz uh so pastor joshua as he's known in india and pastor jeffrey as he's known here in the u.s this is fantastic. I've been looking forward to this. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Welcome <laughs> to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Uh, your show has blessed me in uh, being able to uh, listen to somebody share my story, too. Well, we're delighted to have you. So thank you so very much for contacting us and your willingness to 
share with the listening audience? Um, I mean, let us get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and, you know, kind of like the beginnings of you. Sure. Uh, well, I grew up uh, in Iowa, uh, right in the middle of uh, Iowa. It's called Winterset, Iowa. A lot of people know it because John Wayne was born here. Um, and uh, uh, I, I moved away for a while, and, uh, and then uh, God brought me back here. And I was uh, uh, blessed to return and be close to my family again. Uh, my my family has had, um, all of my family has been from this area for for many generations. So it was nice to return back and to uh, pick up those relationships again that I had. That was definitely a blessing. Wow. And, and then I got to be a pastor. Um, yeah, it usually does bring you full circle. We got that right, he Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can um, tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. Um, well, like I said, I, I was uh, about five years ago. Uh, I turned to my wife. We we were sitting in bed and just kind of uh, having uh, our quiet time, and I just said. I have absolutely no idea how God is ever going to be able to use my story. And, um, and at that time, um, I had just, uh, been a pastor for about three or four years. And I knew that, uh, some of the people in my congregation, I was an associate pastor. Some of the people in my congregation knew my story. Others didn't. And I knew that, um, uh, people would struggle with it uh, because there's a lot to it. And uh, my wife, Connie, said, well, um, I don't know. We're just going to trust the Lord and see what happens. And so time moves on. And about oh, uh, four months ago, God brought me to this kind of crossroads. And he just began to really speak to my heart about sharing this story because uh, it's it's a it's a story for this time in the world, uh, but it's also um, a story that I think touches many different people because it's about hope. It's about redemption and what, who God is and, and the miraculous of who God is. Um, so many times we know him historically, but we don't know him intimately. And uh, that was something that from the very beginning in my life, um, I, I knew that I wanted, uh, as a child, I was five years old. I was staying at my grandparents' house and, um, some older cousins of mine, um, sexually abused me. And that, that started, um, at five and it kind of just continually progressed uh, for about six and a half years. Wow. Um, I didn't know what to do about it. And I went to my mom and I said something to her, you know, and she said, well, just tell him not to do it again. Well, we all know that that, that doesn't happen. That's the truth. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it just doesn't. Uh, and so with my other grandparents, uh, they would take me to church periodically. Um, my grew up in a home that 
we knew who Christ was. My mom knew who Christ was from her parents, but didn't. Uh, she was kind of uh, went a different direction with my father, and so whenever I was going to have the opportunity to go to church, it was with my my mother's parents, and so I would go, and they would. Uh, I would hear these stories about God and how much He loved us, but I would also hear these stories about how we had to be good and we couldn't sin and and I knew what was going on in my life, and nobody else knew, but I knew what was going on in my life and i I looked around at these people and I thought, these people are all perfect, and they all entered in and i'm I'm a sinner, and I'm doing all this stuff, and I have no way of knowing how to get in um, because I'm a bad person. And uh, so this was probably around um, 9 or 10, 11 years old when I'm starting to have these thoughts and these questions. And um, and so um, there was a moment when when I did ask Christ into my life and um, I didn't know if it did any good. I just said to him out on the back porch one night, God, I want you to come in my life, and I, I want to be yours. The abuse still happened. Uh, it continued on until I was about 12. One day I said to my grandfather, I was just like, how did these people in the Bible have this relationship with God? Like, how did they communicate with him and how did they hear him? And, and he goes, well, I don't know if he just did, you know, he didn't really give me any, any tangible answer how to go about doing this. And I was, uh, I sort of thought, well, I'm not going to ever get to have that relationship because I'm this broken person. And so that just kind of launched me into this. It just opened up my sexuality. Um, I started um, uh, being very aware of the pornography that was in my home. And I became addicted to the pornography that was everywhere that you would look, you could find it. And um, and so uh, one day I grabbed this magazine and I went up into the barn because um, I lived in the country and I opened up this magazine and I saw a man and I saw a woman and I looked at uh, because of the two cousins that had uh, sexually abused me were women and I looked at the man and I said this is what I want because uh, I had been hurt so much and uh, by them I'd been abandoned by my mom and so I was just like, uh, I'm just going to move towards what I know isn't going to hurt me. And my dad was an alcoholic. He would beat us. He would, he emotionally was just yelling and screaming at us all the time. And it was really, uh, I needed him to validate me. And I think that there are, that's one of the things that I've seen so much is uh, if people don't have parents who are going to validate them and uh, affirm that who their children are, those children are open to whatever's going to come. Mm -hmm. You're in good company there, and, Pastor, because uh, 
You know, you're uh, you're uh, talking to a, a room full of them right now. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. for sure. That's yeah. for sure. That's in every one yeah. of our testimonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I uh, I really wanted to I really wanted to know God, and I really wanted to be uh, His child, <laughs> and I was, but I didn't know that I was, and so. I just, uh, I graduated from high school. I, I moved to Omaha. Uh, I went to college and I just became, uh, I, I tried to enter into a church right away. I went to a, a, a big church and I went to the pastor and I said, look, I'm dealing with these issues around my sexuality and all of this. And, you know, I didn't get a good answer. I just heard more of, well, you shouldn't be doing that. And, um, and so I was like, okay, I don't know who this Jesus guy is. I mean, I, I want to know him, and I know that my heart loves him, but I I don't know how he's ever going to be able to help me. And um, I was in a, 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 a choir. Uh, I met my, wa- uh, my first wife. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to be okay now. But uh, everything, the lust, um, the all of those, all of those demons, they they were haunting me. And uh, after a year and a half, there was this moment where I just uh, I was tempted, and this man came into my life, and I saw him, and I I I just went after him, and I left my wife, and. It was one of those things where I was just trying to find a place to uh, to feel peace in my life, and I hadn't felt peace uh, ever that I could remember um, uh, because it all happened at such a, a young age. Um, I basically had lived this. Uh, homosexual life and addicted to pornography and then became addicted to drugs um, because it all kind of goes hand in hand and I was I was doing I was doing drugs because I just wanted to uh, escape from everything I know that um the whole topic about homosexuality is a real hot topic right now. And it's probably one of the reasons why I'm speaking up about it is because, um, uh, so many people, um, I I believe, I believe that I was born that way. (laughs) And, uh, and I, but I couldn't figure out why I was suffering so much. And I couldn't believe why, um, I wanted to die. Uh, I couldn't, I didn't know why I, uh, I was running and why I needed these drugs and to, to just push everything down. So I didn't have to feel it. Um, I, in the back of my mind and in my heart, I knew that I wasn't born that way. And I knew that that wasn't how God created me. And I knew that he, I knew that he 
he wanted to help me, but I, I didn't know how to find him. I just didn't know how. Um, I, by this time, I'm probably around, uh, well, when I was married and divorced and then started living this uh, gay life, I was in my early 20s. Um, everything around me promoted that lifestyle. And the thing that I really saw was that when you surround your people with uh, yourself with people that want you want to want you to buy into their agenda, <laughs> they're all going to say what they're, you know. Uh, I knew that I couldn't go to the to the people in my life that were gay and say, "Look, I don't believe that I'm this way." Because when I tried to do that, they all said, "That's not true. That's not true. You are got you were born that way." And um, in my heart, I I knew that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and the the pain and the suffering that I experienced. So that took, that took place over like 20 years of my life. And that pain and suffering that happened in my life was because I was separated from God. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I was doing these things that were completely against him and against who he created me to be. Right. And, uh, so, um, uh, I, I took this trip and I went to Europe and I was walking around for two months, just getting on a train, backpacking from here to there. And I started noticing that these different things were happening in my life. I noticed that, uh, God was showing up. I would think, wow, I need to get a place to stay or, I need to get something to eat or some situation was happening. And I would, I would say, wow, I wish I knew how to do this or whatever. And then it was like, miraculously, somebody would show up with, Hey, there's a place to stay over here. Or, Hey, there's, uh, you want to share this food with me? Or there was just, and I was just like thinking, God's, God's here with me right now. And he's helping me out and he's alive. And, and it was a moment where I thought, I'm not alone here. Mm-hmm. And I came. Some I, people would say that that was I, a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It, it, it happened way too many times to be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew that he was trying to get my attention, but I didn't know exactly what to do about it. I came back to Omaha because that's where I was living at the time. And and I told a friend of mine, and she said, you know, you just need to learn how to stop running and you need to sit down and shut up and be quiet because you're just running. And I was just, I was like, yeah, that's true. I've been running my whole life. So she, so she said, you need to come to this, uh, this Buddhist temple where I live, where I, I practice and learn how to sit and be quiet. I said, okay. So I went and it was actually one of the quietest peaceful times that I had in my life because I was able to just sit still and be quiet and just finally relax. And I saw people that I saw them 
at peace. And uh, the thing about quiet and silence is, is that eventually at some point in your life, uh, the things that you're pushing down are going to come to the surface. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I was, uh, I had, I had devoted, uh, several months to, to going there and sitting and being quiet, but all of my past started coming to the surface and, uh, I couldn't face it. It was too much. So I packed all my bags and I did what I did best. You ran. I got on it. I ran. Yeah, I ran. Yep. We've all done I got, it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know what I was running to. And I thought, oh, if I just if I just get on a plane and go somewhere else, then I can start all over. I had a friend that invited me to Portland, Oregon. And when I got there, I thought, okay, now I can start over. And I... I joke now, but uh, I was there waiting for me to get off the airplane. <laughs> uh, just because I'd already, because when I got there, like it was like I recreated the whole situation and um, who I, um, I, I, I couldn't get away from myself. And so it was sort of like when I walked off the plane, I was there waiting for myself saying, Hey, I'm, I'm here. Where have you been? And, and so I, uh, I did, I recreated the whole exact scenario again. And it was, it was pretty, um, uh, difficult. Well, my dad uh, always used to say, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I was there and I was, there was no getting away from myself. And I, so I thought, um, after probably two or three years of, of doing this same nonsense over and over again, I thought, I'm going to go to this monastery, this Buddhist monastery. And I'm just going to ask him if I can live there because I can get away from everything and I can just try to fix my life. And when I got there, um, they're like, no way. They saw the writing on the wall. They said, no way. You can't come in here. You can, you can come in, you can sit with us, but you can't live here. And, uh, they said, you can come back every once in a while. And, and after you're here a while, maybe we'll think about it. And so a few years went by and I said, I went to them again and I said, can I live here? They, they said, yeah, you've been around long enough now you can. And so, I knew that the only way that I could stay there was to become an ordained Buddhist monk. Um, so I said, yeah, I'll, I want to do that. And um, I knew that in the silence, God was meeting me there, um, not Buddha not anywhere else. I knew that the God was meeting me in that silence. And I knew that there was something that I needed to do. And that was, I needed to stop running. And, um, so for seven years, I, I lived there and I learned how to just 
be quiet. I learned how to sit still for hours on end. I learned how to surrender. I learned how to um, to bow, to say to say yes, and to and to just um, because I was rebellious, and the last thing that I wanted to do was have anyone tell me what to do, and the last thing I because I didn't. I didn't trust anyone. Um, and there was a man there that became my teacher. And, um, you know, I didn't go there to be a Buddhist. I didn't, I didn't go there because of Buddha or anything like that. I went there because I, I, I would, I didn't have anywhere else to turn. I didn't know where else to turn. And I felt like this is a place uh, that I can find peace. It was also a place for me to run away from the world. And um, over this period of time, uh, I began to really look at my life and start to listen to my heart. And then the next thing I know, I'm having this conversation with God and I'm beginning to listen to him and I'm, and I know it's him. I know it's the God. I know it's the one that I gave my heart to when I was a young boy. And, um, I found this, you know, I found this verse in Jeremiah 29 at the time. It's, it's, uh, verse 11 that says, um, the thoughts and the plans that he has for us. But then it goes on and it says that if you call upon me and you pray, I will hear you and I will heed you. And then it says, and then when you seek me, then you will find me. And, um, and it says, I will, and I will, and I will be found. And I was like, maybe it's possible because it was the first time in my life that it was the first time in my life that I had become quiet enough and stopped running to really trust that maybe he'd been there the whole time and that he was just waiting on me to give my life to him, to really give my life to him. Um, I cried out to him and I, I asked him while I was there to come into my life and and to help me, uh, I want to say that so many times before that, I had said to him, please heal me. Please take away this homosexuality. Please take away this pornography. Please take away this addiction. And I kept saying, asking him that over and over and over, but nothing was happening. And, and so here I am, I go into this monastery. I'm having this. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling my heart is growing closer to him. And he says to me, it's time to go home. Uh, I said, what? Hmm. And he says, he says, it's time to go home. And I said, why would I ever go back there? Hmm. And, he, and he said, because there are all these things that are going to happen in your family's life. And they, and they're going to need you. 
and you need to be there. So I, I went through all the process of uh, getting out of the monastery. I packed what little I had and I came back to Iowa. Uh, my 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 family, uh, the elders in my family began to die one after another after another. And um, my grandfather was in his 80s at that time and he needed somebody to drive him to church. So I would take him to church and I would sit there and I was really angry. It was hard for me to like listen to, this was the same church that I went to when I was a child. And I was really having this problem because I was like, uh, I don't, God, where are you? Like, what's going on here? What's happening here? And he, he began to respond to me little by little by little and bringing a pastor into my life that came alongside of me and that loved me unconditionally and that was uh, really began to lead me to the Lord. He took me to Colossians 3 that says, look up, look away from the things of the world and look up. And it was like, I stopped looking at this person that was broken and I started looking at Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> and when I started seeing Jesus Christ, I was like, when I started looking at him, when I started focusing on him, everything began to change. Everything began to change. All of those, all of the desire, uh, desires began to change. All of the uh, addictions, the lust, all of it began to just weaken and weaken and weaken. And, you know, I know that there's people that want it to be one of those aha boom. It's, it's going to happen all at once and hmm. in one moment, but, uh, he did it little by little by little. This is one of the most important parts of my testimony is that there was a moment when I realized that I had been set free. And I said to God, I had been asking you and asking you and asking you to heal me. Why didn't you heal me? And he said, because you wanted the healing more than you wanted me. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's a wow. Okay. And um, when I began to have that relationship with him, when I began to yield to him and submit to, submit to him and surrender and repent and, and ask that his will be done in my life, it, it began to change when I began to see him as my identity rather than the, the homosexuality, mm -hmm. homosexuality and the pornography and the drug addiction and all the, and the abuse. When I saw him, he became my identity. And, 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 and so, uh, I felt those chains drop off of me. 
Um, I'd just like to read Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 out of the New Living yeah. Translation. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are, the they are plans for your good and not for your disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found says the Lord. Amen. Um, hey, I will be, sorry, wow. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring and, uh, and will bring you home again to your own land. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did with you. Sure did. That's well. exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. So, okay, so I know you went to this monastery and it taught you how to get quiet and mm -hmm. you felt like you were making a connection with God. Um, mm -hmm. But how did your relationship with Christ come about and how did you really, how did your life really start to turn? So it was when your grandfather took you to this church and introduced you to this priest or excuse me, to this pastor yeah, so, you know, uh, I, I would say that the monastery was a time for me to come to this place of yielding and being able to surrender, which was when that was preparing me for the time that when I actually started going to church with my grandfather, I was in that place where my heart was finally yielded to Christ, and I was finally able to go, yes. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. It was uh, a moment when uh, the pastor, when I was introduced to this pastor, he was a, an elderly man, and we started to meet. And my heart was just like, "Yes, I, I'm willing to do this." And I didn't, I didn't really understand right away that uh, the more that I yielded to 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 the Lord, the more that I said yes to him, that I was going to be, I was going to change. But that's exactly what began to happen was that these things that I had been in that captivity, I had been bound uh, in those chains and, and the hope came in him because he, he, he did respond to me, but my heart had to be willing to receive it. Mm -hmm. And and up until that point, it had not been open to receive. And so, so many people that I've walked with now, like that's the biggest that's the biggest thing is they want Jesus, and they and they and they want to be healed, but they have a lot of obstacles in the way. To receiving him, to really, to really receive him and say yes, and it's because I think when I look at my own life, I had all these idols in the temple, and it wasn't Jesus on the throne. It was all these idols that I had in the temple that kept me safe, kept me comfortable, and I I held on to those, 
And when I saw that, when I saw that my life belonged to Christ and that if I said yes to him and I was willing to trust him enough to give those things over to him and give him the power and give him the authority and give him, let his will be done in my life then something different was going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I stopped holding on to these, these things that I gave so much power to in my life. And I began to see how he took his rightful place in my life, in my heart. Amen to that. He's oh, yeah. a jealous God. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there shall be yeah. no other yeah. gods before me. And we can make anything a God. You know, you could make a new car, your God, you know, yeah. anything yeah. you could put before him. And, He's jealous, but the but that uh, Buddha place was for him to learn how to I be know, silent. Right, that's so interesting. Yeah, but that's why he was there. Right. Oh yeah, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's you. The... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say that that's one of the um, that's one of the biggest things is is that it was the the yielding. Coming to that place, it was a preparation for my heart to be able to finally receive, mm-hmm. to receive Christ. And you had mentioned uh, Colossians 3 as well, which I think yes. is interesting because it, it talks about just dying to your old self and your old ways and, um, you know, having nothing to do with the things that you were involved with before. Speaking specifically to, you know, sexual uh, immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, etc. And speaking specifically about idolatry. So, you know, it's, you see the journey that he's taken you on. Yes. What an amazing journey. Wow. All the little details. I know it, right? And uh, yeah. To give him the confidence to to speak on a subject that's very controversial these days, mm-hmm. say the least. What an amazing, miraculous journey! That's for sure. It, it's one. It's one that um, you know. I think that people uh, have lost. Uh, faith that God is a God that loves us and that he will meet us wherever we are, no matter what it looks like. If we are, if we cry out to him and we continually keep pressing in and that's exactly what my life has, has been. I mean, it's, it's been spotty and it's been painful and it's been a disaster but I knew in my heart that I belonged to him. And I guess I want people to know that he'll do anything for you. Uh, if I mean, he will, he will rescue you no matter where you are and he will walk with you no matter where you are. Um, and, uh, we don't, we are children of the most high God. We, we can sit at the banquet table. We don't have to eat 
the scraps from the floor. Mm-hmm. And so many people, so many people still believe that even though that they're children of God, they have to eat the scraps on the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, wow. You know, the amazing thing about God, too, because he's a God of restoration, he's going to take everything that happened to you and allow that testimony to be used for good. You yes. Know, so you're going to have to keep telling your story. Yep. Yep. Um, you be- bet. Because, you know, this happened to you specifically for a reason, um, you know, and I'm just praying that, you know, you will be able to share your story with others and, um, you, you know, you might be the difference in reaching them because you've sort of walked that lifestyle and you understand mm-hmm. in a way that other people can't yes. and you can offer compassion in a way that other people can't. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's exactly kind of, that's what he's really put on my heart. Um, He's shifted me now, and he's calling me to begin to speak this out loud and to be able to start telling people about this and walking with people that are in the situation that want to receive him and want to walk in his in his love and his redemption and to receive that. And, um, and so my life is moving in that direction to really start sharing this because I'm not afraid to share it anymore. And I'm, uh, what I thought was this defiled heap of refuge. It's now this beautiful gift that he's given me to be, to share with others. Amen to that. Amen to that. Wow. And as, as Tina was saying, um, God stories radios verse that we stand by is uh second, uh, Second Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. Amen. That's right. Yes. Man, Pastor Jeff, we sure appreciate you uh, sharing. And then uh, hopefully this is just... A launching point, a starting point, and really? it's yes. only going to get bigger and better from here. And I'd like to well, thank you. I'd like to tell you too about a group called Fearless Identity because we've actually had other guests on God Stories Radio before that have a similar story to yours. You know, who were living a homosexual lifestyle and um, found Christ in the midst. Um, one of them specifically at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. Um, and, uh, so they have a, a group called fearless identity, which actually, you know, is designed to help people who want to kind of cross that bridge of, um, being able to tell their story and share it with other people in the LGBTQ community, as well as, you know, just to anybody who wants to hear it, um, so um, I would encourage you to uh, to check them out. You can find them on Facebook and uh, get more Fantastic. information. Yeah, and we'll be happy. I'd be yeah. personally happy to put you in touch with them also. Yeah, great organization. Oh, cool. And we've had, um, <clears throat> we've had several of the Pulse shooting victims on the show. 
and it's been uh just one i think just one yeah, yeah. oh i thought uh okay yeah you're right we, but we had one guest that was on our show that knew of this person uh, yeah okay yeah, yeah and just he was another amazing story. stories wow mm-hmm. just amazing just like pastor jeff's just now i'm just uh Wow, I'm just mm-hmm. uh, taken back by that, and I'm right. in awe of uh, just how good God is, and He will use anything, you know, to right. uh, to build that testimony and get you to where He needs you to be. And uh, yes. just when we can we can look back at all the little details, you know, and all the little times where He tried to ring our bell ever mm-hmm. so slightly and, mm-hmm. and whisper, you know, hey. Hey, and then he finally just had to kick the stool out from unders, and so we'd pay attention, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You you mentioned mm-hmm. early on in your testimony of the word validation. Yes. So, has that have you been validated, so to speak? Yeah, you know, I was waiting for my dad to do that. I went. I was waiting for a pastor to do that. I was waiting for the Buddhist teacher to do that. I was waiting for every partner that I had to do that. And then I came to this place where it was before Christ and I was validated. And uh, I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his love and... uh that he would take me as I was because when I told my parents uh, about my choice of lifestyle, it was ugly. And, uh, and uh, my dad and I never, ever had really a very good relationship. Uh, and so to a lot of people are looking for that validation out there somewhere. Uh, that's true. And it really does it really does come down to Christ finding it going before the Lord and giving our hearts to him and letting him validate us every day with his love mm-hmm. with just in his grace. Never a true word was spoken right there. That's right. Every every person on this planet, male and female needs to be validated. And generally, not generally, but it, it has to be through a father figure or a male, mm-hmm. a yeah. male that they have yeah. to, that they sure. end up looking up to, like you mentioned, a pastor or something like that. Uh, but every person on this planet needs to be validated, and if they don't, um, life goes crazy. Amen yeah. to that. So, fantastic! Wow. Hey, if you've got a testimony out there like uh, Pastor Jeff calling in from Des Moines, Iowa, mm. please uh, write in like he did and share it with us. Uh, we'd love for you to be here in the studio live. But if you can't, like Pastor Jeff, he wrote in and and uh, we just did a call and he was gracious enough to be on with us and share his testimony. And I'm really, really, really glad that he did. I am too. I, uh, I have been uh, so touched, man, and taken back by this testimony and... I can't wait uh, for those someone's out there that needed to hear right. what he had to say tonight. Absolutely. And, uh, I just, uh, so if you want to get in touch with us and you have a testimony or you want to comment on this testimony, write us at God Stories Radio 
at gmail.com. And what else can they do, Mikey? They can tweet us. They can tweet us on Twitter. And as always, you know, check out our Facebook page and give us a like there or a follow and and uh, always keep up with what we're doing. And uh, hopefully, like Pastor Jeff, you'll be on the show or you'll write in. Absolutely. I mean, we've had people write in just uh, stents in their day. You know, this is God's stories radio. So mm-hmm. we'll take any your God's stories. And right. We love them and appreciate them. We thank you. We do. Yeah. And uh, man, that was uh, session 227. Right. And it went out to 107 countries. Yes, it did. 107. Six. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. 106, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say you weren't. Uh, no pressure, <laughs> Pastor Jeff. 106 countries. But yeah. that's uh, <laughs> wonderful. And, and, uh, and, and keep in touch with us, will you, Pastor? And, and let us know. Uh, sure. Because I have a feeling the Lord is getting ready to take you on a journey, a testimonial journey, mm-hmm. and you're going to be telling this to a lot of people. I just, yes, I definitely will. It's, uh, I'll definitely be sharing that with you. It's an awesome story, and we please keep in touch with us, and maybe we'll have you back in about you know six months or something. You can give us an update, and you know, on your new book and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Uh, I am starting a book as well. Uh, there you go. See, there you go. You know, I was prophesying uh, right yeah. there. So, <laughs> oh, man, that is fantastic. Well, thanks again for being on the show, uh, Pastor Jeff. We really, really appreciate it. You know, we ask a lot of people. Not everybody says yes, but uh, but uh, you did. And uh, thanks for writing in and reaching out. You, you have no idea what a tremendous blessing that is to us. Right. It keeps us going, keeps us going Thank you. every day. So are we, um, are we here next week? Or? We are not. We are not. Well, I guess this will be the, the of last the show of the year. So mm-hmm. on behalf of myself and uh, Mikey and Tina, I just want to say a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and to you and yours and your yep. family. And uh, we will uh, be back at the first of the year. We will be. So that'll give you plenty of time to catch up on the older podcasts. <laughs> then you can, you can get up to 227 and then we'll be back. Do you want to say something, babe? Just for I just wanted to say Merry Christmas and God bless everyone. Um, be safe out there. Yes. Amen. And Merry Christmas to Pastor Jeff in Des Moines, Iowa, and his family and, and uh, congregation. And yeah. uh, just... Uh, Anybody out there in Des Moines that you come across that wants to share their testimony, send them our way, Pastor. We'll, we'd love to have them. All right, I will. Maybe we'll just come out there and have a live show uh, at the church or in something. In the snow. In the snow. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. And the final show for... 2019 2019 and we will see you guys in 2020 and uh, we look forward to it and we love you guys we appreciate all the gifts and the praying for us we do have the tax man so oh, if you feel coming. so in, inclined to press the button we'd greatly appreciate it and somebody did ask me about the taxes by the way we don't pay taxes but we pay to file right and we have to file like the big 501c3s and it's it's a lot of money, so uh, we always uh, ask at the end of the year if you feel so inclined to give a few dollars, and we appreciate it. Yeah, we try to keep the the other expenses out of our own pockets as best we can. Um, 
but that's that's a big one. That's a big one. So uh, <clears throat> we love you and appreciate you and uh, just amazing things that God has done in 2019. And uh, I may have to go back and listen to some podcasts myself because wonderful stories like Pastor Jeff and, and everything that we've heard. And I just can't wait to see how it blows up in 2020. Me neither. All right. Well, God bless everybody. That wraps it up for session 227. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you. God bless. To know you and to make you known. This is the anthem of our souls. Send us out. We will go. Anywhere you lead us, Lord. Driven by love till all have her will carry your name to the ends of the earth. We'll carry your love and shine with your light till the whole world knows you and lifts you high. Our eyes we set.
shout to Jesus, lift a shout to Jesus. 